Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And my guest today is Steve Hughes. Steve is a speaker, a presenter. In fact, his website is theconferencespeaker.com, which I'm not sure how you even got that URL, Steve, but that's pretty cool. I know people. He is doing some really cool things with very applicable techniques that I think we can apply to anything we're doing. And Steve, I'm excited to get into that conversation with you. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. So these techniques that I'm referring to come from some of your background. And you've got a mixture of things in your your background. Um, But I'm referring specifically to improv comedy. Yes, that's a, that's a recent, uh, relatively recent avenue in my life. I've been a professional speaker for 12 plus years. Before that, in advertising for 12 years. I do things in 12s, I guess. Uh, yeah. I buy my eggs in dozens. You know, it's kind of the there way I roll. Um, but for the past, I don't know, maybe four plus years, I've been doing improv on the side. Just I, I responded to a, a, a meetup, you know, post that was out there somewhere in, in internet land. And I started doing it. I liked it. It was very cool. And and what was interesting is I've done improv more and more, whereas, you know, you're making up things on the spot, but, but what people often don't realize is behind the improv, behind the silliness and, and the fun, there are some very specific rules and guidelines that these performers, these players follow, live by. Yeah. It's those specific rules, dare I say, principles that give the complete freedom to do some crazy, awesome stuff. And so I found by blending that with my other communication influence programs that I do, it's just been a fantastic addition to, um, to what audiences want and need. I am thinking of the different applications that could be used here. And I as well use some of those techniques. I'm hoping to learn a few from you sure. uh, in the work that I do. And as a psychologist, I'm constantly working with people on, on relationship issues. Yeah. Um, I do trainings on leadership and communication. And these are very easily applied techniques or rules. You, you said rules. Yeah. yeah I almost hate to say the word rule, but it kind of is. I think guideline or principle makes it seem softer and more approachable. But you know, yeah. the main key rule, principle, guideline, uh, recommendation for improv is this idea of whenever you're presented with something, especially with a scene partner or any kind of dialogue on stage, it's, it's the attitude is no matter what they say, you agree with it. It's, you don't deny them, you agree with it, and then you add to it. So you agree first and you add, agree and build, or what they call it, the, the, the classic improv term is yes and. Yes think about and. Leaders. Yeah, yes and. You say yes and. Now, how often do leaders complain? They say, my people don't come to me with good ideas or my, my people don't uh, try to shake things up. Like, well, my quick question to them is, well, when people do bring up ideas, are you kind of a no but person? I mean, do you do you encourage it? Do you when they brought things in the past, have you been welcoming and, and, and edifying or have you kind of clamped it down? And so if you clamp it down, well, there goes the idea funnel being shut down. So um, by saying yes and or at least agreeing with the principle, 
even with a dumb idea, that's one that kills me. Someone, let's say someone comes to a boss with a, with might be a silly idea, like, well, let's, let's give away all our product for free, you know, or something. Well, you wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily do that. You'd run it, go out of business. However, if you think, okay, what's the idea behind that? Well, I want more people to have our product. Well, that you can agree to that idea, but you don't have to agree to the specific iteration of how it was given to you. And so sometimes the silly idea doesn't happen one month, but the, the silly idea next month leads to something fantastic. So to me, the idea is being open mm. to what people have to say, whether it's a colleague, a boss, uh, a direct report, heck, a spouse, a partner, even a kid, you know, those kind of being open, saying, yes, I hear where you're coming from, and you build onto it, you, you affirm them, you edify that person, and, and some really cool things can happen from that. Obviously, the contrast, and maybe this helps to eliminate this point that you're making, Steve, the contrast would be, yeah, but. Correct. Which is a common response that we hear because it's easy to identify, oh, here's what's not going to work about that idea. Right. And so you say, well, yeah, but that's not going to work because of this or that. And see what happens to the energy. Oh, goes away. Just sucks it right out of the room. Right. And I think about your, your, your podcast here and the idea of, of living on purpose. Well, part of living on purpose is, is I think what we need to do is come up with the, the right balance. I think we have a love-hate relationship with the word yes. I mean, I think what you just said a moment ago, we often say no. Um, we say no to the, to the wrong things. We say no to um, maybe this is a neat idea. No, we self-disclose. Or uh, someone brings you an idea. Oh, no, that'll never work. Uh, but we quickly say yes to the wrong things. Like, assuming responsibility for someone else's mistake, or we say yes to somebody before thinking through the ramifications of, uh, that's not even my job. You know, there, there's ways to say yes and no in the right ways, but the way you just brought it up is, is correct. The, the immediately finding fault or looking for the shortcoming within an idea or recommendation or any kind of thought, it's, it's an energy killer, it's a relationship killer, and it just, it'll start to dry up whatever possible positive thing was going to happen. Just the energy alone creates possibilities as opposed to shutting everything down. Absolutely. And to see where that could go in our relationships. In fact, go there for just a minute, Steve. Yeah. We're, we're talking a little bit about the leadership implications right. here. What about in a marriage or in a relationship? Yeah, so let's say some, let's say a, a, a spouse comes to the other person and says, hey, you know, I'd love for us to go, um, let's say, I want us to, uh, can we go on walks more often, you know, or something like that. Let's say you don't really want to walk and you don't like the cold weather or whatever, but let's, let's still agree with the idea. This person wants to come to you and spend time with you doing something physically active. Well, maybe you could go to the gym together. You know, maybe you could do something else indoor. Maybe you could get uh, tandem treadmills or what, you know, that kind of thing. But the idea is if you quickly say, oh no, I don't want to, or it'll bother my, my hay fever, or I got allergies, or I, it's too cold out. You, well then, why does that person want to come to you another time and say, can we do something else together? Um, so the idea is you can agree with the idea, uh, welcome it and say, well, I, I hear you're coming from, can we try this? In other words, I'm agreeing with the thought, Maybe it's not the the actual iteration of it. Mm -hmm. um, or, or here's another one. I, I, I borrowed this from, uh, I believe her name is Patricia uh, Madsden. I don't quote me exactly, but she teaches drama at Stanford and has for years. And she also teaches improv. And there's one of the stories she tells I just love, I, I think it's just great, is um, 
We've all been there. Anyone who's had kids knows that bedtime can be a challenge, right? Especially if you put the kids down and suddenly they're thirsty and they're too hot and they want something else or they have the sniffles, like suddenly they'll do anything to not go to bed. Well, she had a, a, a woman come to one of her classes, an adult uh, learning situation where she came to a, one of her evening classes and decided to try out the yes and thing with her daughter. And her daughter basically came to her and said one night after being put to bed and, and the daughter came to mom and said, mom, mom, there's a monster in my room. There's a monster in my room. Now, naturally, most parents would say, oh, honey, that's your imagination's got the best of you. No, there isn't. You know, go back to bed. You're stalling, blah, blah, blah. This woman said, hey, what if I just run with that just for fun? I learned it in improv. Let me try it out with my daughter. So when she's told, hey, mommy, there's a monster in my room. And then the, the mom says, oh, there is, honey, let's go take a look. You know, oh, my gosh, let's see where it is. Now, I'm sure I just have to wonder, what did that daughter think? Like, oh, man, uh-oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so they run to the, they kind of run to the room. It's in the closet. It's in the closet. Okay, they they kind of peek inside and what's this like? And oh my gosh, there it is! I see it, honey. I see what you're talking about. I think if we tickle it, it'll make it go away. So let's let's tickle it. So they pretended to kind of tickle this imaginary thing, and all said, oh, they went away. Shut the door. Great, it's gone. Yay! And then the daughter hops into bed, all energized and excited. But mom believed her, had some fun with it, and and then that took what would have otherwise been a confrontational item by saying no, but by her mm -hmm. saying yes, and, and yes, can I build on that? It made it kind of a fun thing. So just that spirit of, of the possibility, the cup is half full. What could come of this? What, what is there? This didn't come up just for, for no reason. This thing was brought to my attention. How can I affirm that in the other person, whether it's a kid, a spouse, a partner, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, that's the idea to, to you can agree with an idea, but maybe not the exact aspect of it. But if you, if you give back to them and you add to it, I think it can be a, a much richer experience. It occurred to me as you are describing this, Steve, that we often hone in on what's different about the idea. And this is good news because if, if you're only hearing your exact thinking and your exact ideas coming from other people, then they have nothing to contribute to you and you probably are irrelevant now because all of your information and data is already out there. Very good point. Very good point. So, I, 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 well, good. You good. Well, I was just thinking, notice that and, and don't get derailed by it. You can still, as you're so skillfully showing us here, you can still agree and and say yes and affirm that person and keep the energy flow which allows us to then build instead of sucking all the energy out of the room absolutely and, and the, the, the other thing that's important to remember is how this also starts with ourselves we know but ourselves internally all the time. I mean, how often do we think, oh, yeah. oh I shouldn't bring this up. That's a stupid idea. This won't go anywhere. They'll laugh at me. Uh, you know, we, we, we self-censor. We shut it down. So we almost are being negative to ourselves. So I think, I think the, the first journey, I mean, it's great. Certainly please me to do it with other people. But we also need to equally do the yes and with ourselves because you never know. Again, I, when I was in advertising for 12 years, gosh, the number of times someone would bring up an idea that was in a, in a brainstorm and it organized, hey, we need to work on something mm -hmm. for this client for the fourth quarter promotion, blah, blah, blah. Well, that silly, goofy idea that is too expensive, would never work, might be illegal. I mean, I don't know, doesn't matter what. Whatever. But that silly thing that's brought up, 
then leads someone to think, well, hey, what if we did this? Like, in other words, those are the best brainstorming situations. And you're right. So those are the more formal ones. But boy, the day in, day out, we self-censor ourselves. We shut down other people. If we could just spin that around, change those letters from, from no to yes, it just, it can be fantastic. And it just, it's, again, it's, it's just more, it's more life giving. It's talk about living on purpose. It's just a more exciting way to go. You just opened up a whole new arena that I think we're going to explore as we get into the second half of our conversation today, because the, the dialogue that's going on in our own mind can shut us down. Oh yeah. And I love the way improv and some of these rules that you're talking about it, which almost seems almost seems counterintuitive that improv is governed by rules because isn't it just thinking on your feet? <laughs> but yeah. thinking on your feet yes. has some guidelines. And that's it certainly does. Folks, this is Steve Hughes today at Live On Purpose Radio. As we come back from this break, we're going to get into some more of those juicy techniques that Steve has brought up. We'll be right back. Do you dream of making a bigger difference more of the time? Have you thought about life coaching as something that you would like to offer? If you are an influencer or a speaker or a leader or a coach, this webinar is for you. In this webinar, I'll share with you seven important clarities that are absolutely essential to setting up a successful life coaching practice. If you're ready to take some courageous steps to add life coaching to the services you offer your clients, register now at liveonpurpose.coach forward slash webinar. That's liveonpurpose.coach.com forward slash webinar. And we're back. Steve Hughes at Live On Purpose Radio today. Steve, I'm having fun with this topic. Same here. It, it, well, it's a fun topic. Yeah. The thing I love most about improv, and that I've learned from my own experiences with it, it, it helps to give you permission or to free you up inside your own mind to actually consider your own ideas. Does Absolutely. that resonate with you? Oh, totally. And in fact, I mean, the number of times, uh, in fact, my, my quick story on this is I was working at Nestle Purina, fresh out of business school, and I wanted to make my mark and excited about stuff, but I was still junior. I was pretty, pretty new. I had plenty of hair, but I didn't have all the experience back in the day. Uh-huh. And we hired one of, I was also in charge of her intern program. I was, I was a promotions guy, but in charge of her intern program. And we had this, um, so I had this, hired this one wonderful young intern. Her name is Mindy. Spelled with an I, not that it matters. But it does. To Mindy. It does matter. To Mindy, it does. You're right. So, so (laughs) she'd do all the basic work and, you know, file this and do this and all that kind of stuff. But then she asked to join one of our brainstorm sessions one time. And, and this really brought to sharp relief how we all self judge or we say no to ourselves. We self, you know, kind of uh, shut down. Hmm. So it was about this big promotion for the fall for some of our dog food products and all that sort of thing. Anyway, it was one of those brainstorms, though, that it didn't really have that genius idea, nothing that just really just rose to the top. We had about four or five really okay, pretty good ideas, but not one awesome idea. 
And right near the very end, when we were kind of running out of gas, in my mind, I thought, you know what? What if we just did all five ideas together, had this big national push and, and made, made a bigger hold in the individual parts? And that'd be kind of cool. And then the moment I thought of that, I thought, you know what? No, it's kind of stupid because if, if uh, that were a good idea, someone would have already said that. Okay, so, so that, that just went through my mind. I shut it down. Shut her a down. Second later, wonderful Mindy says, with an eye, says, can I say something? Because she's an intern sitting in one row back from the main decision maker people, you know, the brainstormers. And we said, yeah. sure, Mindy, what do you got? Well, I was wondering, since we don't have one good main idea, what if we did all five ideas at the same time as a big national push and blah, blah, blah. She said my exact idea. As the words are coming out of our mouth, people are like, Mindy, that's awesome. And the, they, there's a confetti and there's a balloon drop and people are going crazy. They're high-fiving. Like, that's the greatest thing ever. Like, Steve, what a great intern. Why don't you come up with ideas like this? Like, I was <laughs> like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I, so, so early on in my career, I got this, this good lesson of, hey, you know what? Especially in a brainstorm. I mean, even in meetings, but especially in a brainstorm when you're really allowed to say anything, you're allowed to put it out there. That's when we, kind of t- we should always take off the governor on the engine of our brains, but especially in an idea like, or a situation like that. And so I thought, gosh, how often do we self-censor? Do we shut ourselves down? Do we, do we, do we box ourselves into a corner when, when we should just trust ourselves? Because one of the cool principles about improv, besides yes and, the other one that is just so freeing is there are no such things as mistakes, only gifts. No mistakes, only gifts. G I F T S. Yeah, I almost said gift. But, <laughs> it's not um, a spelling bee, but hey. So, right. So, when you, so, in other words, when you're on stage, when you're performing with someone and you say something wrong and they say something wrong, it's just incorrect. You don't deny that, you don't shut it down. Like they call you the wrong name or they, or they mess up something. You just run with it. It can just be a fantastic, you know, just the other night I was doing this ABC game on stage where you're doing a scene with a partner where you have to do every sentence starts with an A, then the next one starts with a B, and then a C, and you go back and forth. Right. I messed up one of the letters. I, I was supposed to be Y, and I said, well, that'll never work, blah, blah, blah. And then my mind, I thought, well, just to keep in mind, I often spell well with a silent Y, you know, or just, you know, it's just kind of being goofy. Like, you know, it, it wasn't <laughs> supposed to be funny. It's like, I just kind of ran with it. So there's, if you are operating in an environment where there are no mistakes. And yes, I do know for the record, mistakes can be made. But it's a difference between a team when it's ahead playing to win and a team that plays not to make a mistake. And it's almost universally true. You pick the sport, the team that starts to play to not make a mistake, they often lose, right? The second we can't mess up versus no. What got us here was this particular approach or offense or whatever keep doing that. You know, don't suddenly change it in midstream, you know, that sort of thing. So, so if you can get past the idea of, I'm going to make a mistake, I'm going to screw up. Well, we're going to, that's going to happen. Okay. But right. don't, don't play it so safe that you never venture one thing out that, that might be out of the round or might be just a little bit different. And that's, I think that, that what you initially asked about is really where some great stuff yes. happens. The gift spelled G I P H T. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, we could probably Google it, I bet. We, however, however you want to spell it, yeah. <laughs> it's a gift. And I remember back in high school, high school marching band. Oh, boy. What did you play, by the way? And the trumpet. Giddy up. Except when they needed another bass drum. And then, you know, okay. it's marching band. You got to have wow. somebody call that thing down it's the street. It's very flexible. And I remember our band director, Mr. Pitt. And he said, if you're going to make a mistake, Make a good one. 
Oh, I like that. That's you good. just lay a big old egg right there in the middle of everything and and, yep. and make it great. It's got it's gonna I be like a it. solo. So make it <laughs> I like that. That's and then honestly, when that happened, how did that not to be too Dr. Phil? Which is also my Bill Clinton, by the way. Um, how'd that make you? How'd that make you feel when, when he said, "If you're gonna make a mistake, you know, make a big one, make a good one." Like, how did that then impact you as a performer? It was liberating. Yep. Because my fear, as this little high school marching band trumpeter slash yeah. bass drum player, I, my fear was, I'm gonna make a mistake. I'm gonna yeah. make a mistake. So I'm holding back. Right. And if everybody in the band is holding back, you don't get any music. Yeah, it'll sound terrible. Yeah. No good. And it might sound terrible if you play out, but you know what? At least you'll know what to fix. Right. And he knew exactly where to go to fix mistakes when he could hear them. Yeah. So he said, make a good one. That serves us all. And I, I remember you reminded me of something I read in the, in the Wall Street Journal back in the day when uh, I think it was in the 80s, mainly when when. Kmart was the market leader in the in that segment, and Walmart was the up and comer, and they flip flopped in terms of market share. You know, Walmart passed them up, and Kmart kind of took a back seat. Mm-hmm. And the main difference was, besides all the cool things that Walmart was doing at the time, was was when Walmart found a mistake. If there was a mistake, they wanted to find it as fast as possible and deal with it. They wanted to bring it up to management. They wanted if so, you saw something in your store that wasn't right, bring it up. Don't pretend. Don't sweep it under the rug. And they addressed those things and got better. Kmart at the exact same time had this approach from management of let's pretend nothing's wrong. Let's, let's gloss over mistakes. Let's pretend those things don't matter. Let's, uh, let's not bring up negativity. Let's not do anything. Let's just kind of keep it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, the rest is history. I mean, so, so that very, from whether it's Mr. Pitt or a management team or heck a speaker or a psychologist, if, if we're willing to, to, to allow the mistakes to happen and learn from them, Again, it's, it's very freeing because they're going to happen anyway. No one lives a mistake-free life. If you do, then you live in a very you, you live under a rock and you do nothing. You know that's no good. And Steve is a humorist, and uh, you are funny too. Oh, stop! You guys go to his website. Honestly, watch his video. He's funny. And Steve, this is the content that gives us some great stories that oh. people will laugh at. Absolutely, and they'll be inspired by. Hundred percent agree, hundred percent agree. That's the best. In fact, some of the best stories are, are the ones where you where you you learn from something. You can laugh at yourself afterwards. But even that story alone is is kind of empowering and life giving, if you will, to the other people. Like, oh, hey, he's just like everybody else. She's just like me, you know. Right. That that sort of thing. I have people put my pants on two legs at a time. You know that sort of thing. So, uh, like I said, that wrong. But anyway, <laughs> it's a gift. Exactly, it's a gift. It happens. Hey, Steve, in a few minutes that we have left, I'm wondering if you have some practical strategy or practice that you could recommend to, to help us get out of our stuckness and just uh, achieve that level of liberation, that feeling that, okay, my ideas matter, I can just put them out there. Right. I think the simplest way is, is, is to, to find, because it's too hard to say, just completely change yourself. Well, that, that's not going to happen. How about I say just, just one time a day, Try to say yes to something that you hadn't said yes to before. And again, I don't, I mean, be smart about it too. You know, I, I should run this red light. You know, I'm not saying that kind of thing. Um, but let's, let's say whether it's at work or with a, a friend, a spouse, a workout buddy, whatever, wherever there's a chance you probably would have said no before, whether it's an internal no of your own, like I'm not going to bring that up, 
or mm-hmm. it's just a no to someone else. You're always the one to, to, to kind of kick the tires and tell them that won't work or point out all the negativity. You can still point out an idea where it needs work down the line, but the initial response yeah. to it, the initial feedback should be, I hear what you're saying, that's pretty cool. What if we did, and you, and you add to it. So just find one time a day where you would normally have said no, but, and now you say yes, and, and just try it out. And maybe, maybe try it in a, in a low a threshold kind of area. Don't, don't do it maybe in a, a huge presentation where you've never, or it's, it's career defining, that sort of thing. I'm talking about just find one little area where you could say yes, where you maybe have said no before. And I, you'd be surprised. I mean, so whether it's a, hey, I should put my hat in the ring for that promotion, you know, or I should, I've always talked about, I, I've always thought about saying this to my boss, but I'm, I don't think she'll want to hear it. Well, throw it out there. But the other thing I'd say, if you ever do throw out a new idea, and this, this thing made most of my hair want to fall out back in advertising, was when someone would say, I have an idea, but it's kind of stupid, or this is kind of a crazy idea, or this idea is kind of wacky, or it's, it's kind of dumb. I mean, well, if you serve up the idea right off the bat, you're inviting people to shoot it down. So don't, don't be your own uh, you know, firing squad before you even say the idea. Just There's, there's mm. no judgment. There's no value given. Just, hey, I have an idea. What about just put it out there? and see what happens. Get to yes. Absolutely. You know, another place you could actually do this? Talk with to me. your kids. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. How many times do we say no to our kids? Right. Get to yes. Right. Yes. And, and, and maybe it's a tweak on the idea or it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit different timing or whatever it might be. But yeah, because I, I think most parents enjoy delighting their kids. And I don't think and parents love saying no, but Sometimes it, it's, it could be a money thing, a timing thing, it could be a whatever, but just finding ways just to, just to make that kid feel affirmed in what their idea is or their thought. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, again, it doesn't matter. Hey, mom, can I have a big piece of pie right before dinner? Yes, honey. I mean, no, you don't go there, but say, hey, obviously you want to have a, a dessert. Well, let's talk about what might you want to have after. I mean, you, you kind of can run with it, but you know, you, there's ways to make it more, uh, more engaging. Another example I just thought of, you're in the meeting. And it comes up like it always does. Does anybody have any thoughts about this? Uh, and your first thought is, I'm just going to listen. Correct. I'm, I'm going to see what other people say first. Get right. to yes. Be the yeah. first one to volunteer. Shoot right. your hand up in the air. If you normally would say no to that, say yes to it. Absolutely. And, so, and the worst part is, like, back to the, the Mindy example, if, if someone says the idea you were going to say, well, then you don't get credit for saying it second, you know? So... So go ahead, just, just put it out there and yeah, just, just see what happens. You'd be surprised how many cool things can happen. I love it. You are helping us hit our stride, Steve Hughes. Woohoo! How can people find you? Well, the, a couple of ways. One is uh, my website is theconferencespeaker.com, theconferencespeaker.com. The other way is I'm on Twitter at Steve Hughes, just straight up Steve Hughes. I was an early adapter. Ah, nice. And, that's and uh, also, if, if you just want to roll, roll up your window or open it up and just yell, hey, Steve, depending if you're close enough, I might come. But if you're not, I you may not. But that's just by. another option. Probably not as good as the first two. Hughes spelled H-U-G-H-E-S. Correct. Steve spelled P-H-Y-N. No, wait. S-T-E-V-E. There's, a, there's a seven in there, I think. There's, there's numbers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dash. Steve no. Hughes. And theconferencespeaker.com. That's where they can find you. Absolutely. Well, this is great. Uh, Appreciate it. And uh, great podcast. Oh, Steve, it's been fun for me. And hopefully all of you as listeners have caught a few jewels that you can apply immediately. 
um, this will really help you to hit your stride. Steve, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's time, everybody, to go live on purpose.